Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas that are sometimes informational, sometimes inspirational, and always entertaining on Stacy Connects. Hey everybody, welcome to Tuesday. Uh, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Stacy Heller. Stacy Connects is all about making connections through conversation. It's about asking questions instead of making assumptions. And it's about engaging with the elephant in any room. My elephant today is my daughter, Grace. Hello. I'm going <laughs> to pretend that didn't hurt, but we'll move on. <laughs> hey, I wasn't calling you an elephant, really. I was... No, yeah. Metaphorically. <laughs> I think you just directly called right. her an elephant. <laughs> the <laughs> elephant in this room. Yes, right my here. elephant today right. yes. is my daughter Grace. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I would like to rewrite history. And I don't Perfect. think it's possible live. But you get the point. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna talk and and we're gonna talk about you. And so we are we are embracing and engaging with you. Yes. Anyway, all right, whatever. <laughs> Whether you listen to the show live like my mother and Diane and Lee and hey to Ginny or you listen to it later like the 11s of you that do I really genuinely appreciate it every once in a while similar to when I check my acorns account I'm always surprised when I have money in there and similarly when I look at the show analytics I'm always surprised uh, that I have downloads and I'm thrilled, and I love that people uh, really seem to connect with the Neuro Spice Girls episode. Uh, it looks like that one was especially downloaded. So all you ADHD people out there, what up? Um, I appreciate your ability to focus on the episode <laughs> very much. So uh, I really do appreciate you listening. Anyway, uh, you can also follow my Instagram account, which I, in theory, hired Grace to update. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and as you can see from that response, it's going well. Mm -hmm. um, uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, remember, if you want to call into the show and chat live with Stacer Grace, you can do so by dialing 425-373-5527. Otherwise... Shoot me a text or drop an email. The area code is different. It's 475-999-2726. So as I mentioned, my guest today is Grace. Yes, yes. Hello. Very excited that I was able to pull you away from studying. Gosh, it is a hard task these days. It is. So uh, for those of you that don't regularly listen, Grace uh, just graduate well technically she graduates in may but she already got her diploma and yes. she graduated from northeastern with her master's in accounting yes so now part two is uh studying and taking the cpa exam the dreaded cpa exam yes yes so she has completed one of four of the tests and she did quite well proud mama moment thank you yeah um and so she is currently studying for part two. Yeah. It's going less well, admittedly. <laughs> I don't have as high of hopes for this next part, but it will get done. Why? 
I don't know. I think I just care less. <laughs> huh. No, I think that... Redact, redact, Yeah, redact, redact. redact. Go back. Rewrite history. She does, Hold on. Right. She does have a job, by the way. Yeah. Lined up for uh, September in yes. New York. Uh, so... Well, and I'm... And before, I'm, I'm working now, and I wasn't before when I was studying, and, you know, I've mentioned this, like, the... The excitement wears off. You take one part and you're like, wow, I did it. I'm so proud of myself. And I just overcame this hurdle. And then reality sets in and you're like, oh, I have to do that three more times. Yeah. So the novelty of it was kind of, it, it dissipated a little. So I'm working on just like, you know. You have to do things like, you know, sock puppets. Like basically you yeah. watch these uh, videos where somebody is basically talking at you. Right. And they're like, mark it down, lipo. Like, <laughs> it's the most, they're like, here's a lecture, but it's like, it's just someone else reading the textbook. And you're like, I just did that. Like, Right. Yeah. It's I'm, interesting. I'm impressed that you read the textbook prior to being read the textbook. Yeah. Well, because they just kind of skip over, I don't know. Well, they tell you like, mark it down. Yeah. They're like, underline this, circle that. Right. So but I guess that makes it engaging. I'm a little rebellious. I don't circle. I highlight. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm a cool accountant. <laughs> <laughs> that is an oxymoron. Yeah. Um, okay. So conversations and observations from this past week. So uh, every day, Grace studies upstairs. We have a room that used to be like the playroom. We've turned it into kind of an office slash Den, it has become CPA central for Grace. And uh, so she is set up there. And three days a week, she works from there. The other days, uh, including weekends, she is studying. And so imagine my surprise when I came out of my room and was about to head downstairs. And what caught my ear was a conversation about Selena Gomez and uh, Haley Bieber and uh, wait, wait, don't tell me. Um, what's her name? Kylie Jenner. Very and good. shade being thrown. And she's having this very earnest conversation with somebody. And I'm like, are you work? work? That like- was work. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, are you informing like your colleagues at your job about the drama that's happening in I pop culture? Wish. No, th- that's my that's my Stacy connects. I am the pop culture aficionado of my friends, and I used to just like they'd be like, "Grace, tell me what's happening with this," and I would be in person or whatever, and I would tell them. But I really just I'm over texting right now. I don't know what it is, so I've taken to vlogging a little bit. So whenever something happens, I'm like, "Hold on, <laughs> let me let me film a vlog." I'm only so, gonna say it yeah, once. <laughs> you caught me in the middle of filming, um, but yeah, I. I just absorb so much pop culture media and news and apparently no one else does. <laughs> so I just have like an insane amount of information in my brain that, I mean, at least it's being put to good use. At least I'm using it to inform the world. Yes. I mean, because- Is it current events? No. But- I, I mean, you know, it's important to know that uh, Selena overtook Kylie as is, the number one yeah. followed person on Instagram and it's then big. promptly suspended her account. Or deleted or something. I'll have to send you the vlog. (laughs) (laughs) Well. There's so much drama. So how do you you subscribe to your vlog? You just kind of text me once in a while. You say, hey, what's going on? And I say, hold on. 
Well, and I will tell you, and this is the second part of what we're going to talk about uh, for this beginning part of the show. So I notice I, too, used to be somebody that followed like what was going on in social media, right, and pop culture. And so I have all these references. I'm starting to get dated. So mm. there's a lot of people that are quasi-celebrities, a.k.a. reality TV show stars mm. or influencers uh, or TikTok famous or Snapchat famous people that I'm like, I don't consider them famous. And right. yet in today's There's culture. There's so much intersectionality with fame right now. It's like, yeah. honestly, it's exhausting. Well, you're, it's coming at you from all angles. Yeah. And, you know, people are showing up that I wouldn't consider famous in legit formats. Right. And so I'm a little behind and I'm feeling dated. I'm like... What's going on with Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes? Oh, wait, they divorced like, like oh, wait, they're, 10 years ago. They're pretty solid right now. They're pretty <laughs> secure in their choices. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I don't blame you. It's really, and especially now, there's so many dating shows and so many of these like quasi-celebrities come from these shows. So it's like, even if you know of the like, celebrity, quote unquote, but you haven't seen the show, like you don't know their context and like somehow now you're missing out. And so then you're like, let me dedicate you know, 24 hours, <laughs> the perfect match. <laughs> Which brings us to, out, by the way. oh, yeah. Okay. Which brings us to <laughs> last week, Pete was away on business. And so Grace and I got to bond throughout the week. Now, we could do this anyway. Pete's always down for watching whatever. But I don't know. There was just something where she was like, so what do you want to watch? And I was like, introduce me to trash TV. So she did. She introduced oh, me did I? to the perfect match. Which, and you'll correct me, I know if I'm wrong. It's okay. If I understand correctly, it's basically people that have been on other Netflix dating shows. Yep. Insert stupid trashy title here. And they are now on this show and everybody is trying to match. And then new blood comes in the mix. And so... You have the opportunity to either stick with the person that you are matched with or you can pick someone else if the opposite sex arrives on the show. Yeah. So she introduced me to the latest season. We binge watched that. So quickly. And I was so upset that I have to say with these shows, like, I want to know the ending. Yes. 100%. And so I was very annoyed to find out that we're watching the current season and then I had to wait until this I week. I know. And they do this thing. And, and I do appreciate them for this. A lot of times they'll, like, release episodes. Like, they'll release, like, a set of episodes instead of it doing, like, a weekly thing. Because I really can't do the weekly. Like, that's just not an option. So they'll release, like, the first half of the episodes and then the second half. But, like, you see, like, oh, on Netflix there's nine episodes. Like, it must be the whole thing. And they're like, but wait, there's more. And so you're too far in to stop watching. And then you end up in this position. But I believe they came out today the 28th. Today's the 28th. Then yes, they came out today. Well, I will tell you that uh, back in my day, we used <laughs> to have to wait like a full season to find out who shot JR. You know, people just don't want to wait that long to find out if Francesca's going to like who she's going to end up with. I know. Well, these are the important questions. Well, and this is the thing. You can go onto social media and because these are reality shows, I'm... you know exactly who Francesca ends up with. So the whole yeah. thing is ridiculous to me. It is. Okay. Um, the next thing, you and I are both on a personal, uh, decorating 
journey. Yes. So I have uh, rented a tiny little room that I am calling my own, uh, you know, I guess inspired by Virginia Woolf, right? A room sure. of one's own. And, um, oh, there's a phone call. I wonder who it is. Hmm. Hmm. Hello, caller? Hello. Oh, hi. This is. And you, hi, sweetie. Listen, we are so excited. We are going to learn so much from you two. <laughs> I don't know if it's good stuff, but you'll learn a lot. <laughs> right. We don't, you know, we we just we're going to feel twenty years younger after we listen to the program. <laughs> well, you're going to feel I something. Want, yeah, we are going to feel something. And I want you to tell everybody where your decorating skills come from. Well, I didn't get far enough into the story now, did I? I was going to say, this is a generational project, yes, really. it really is. Totally. No, no, no. Gracie, you'll do amazing no matter what. And the two of you together are yeah. great. We have a hard time telling the difference between who's talking. You sound very much alike. We Thank get you. that. Yeah. Last yeah. night we went out to dinner and the server, she was like stopped dead in her tracks. And she looks at me and she goes, is this your mother? And I was like, yeah. And she was like... I don't know what it is, but when you look me in the eyes, it's the same look that your mother gives me, and it's very jarring. I was like, sorry? I was like, oh. It was a friendly look. It yeah. wasn't like a death stare. Oh, that's, that's good. That's good. Well, you know, I'm saving an extra pair for Eric tonight because he needs it with the two of you on. But an I'm lo- sending my nice. love to you both, really. I'm Thank very you. proud of you, and I love you. Thank we you. Love you. Love you, too. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, Eric, you love get an extra her. prayer. <laughs> Fantastic. Which means you already had one. I need all the help I can <laughs> so, get. <so. laughs> yeah, you are on her prayer list. So, you know, you've made the cut. Yeah, it's big. This is why she stays in bed for three hours every morning. <laughs> it's a long list. But honestly, I'm appreciative because I figure I'm riding her coattails. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so the decorating thing. So I have this little small office that I'm going to be decorating. And so in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm doing this, this, and this. Now, Grace, she is in the room that she's been in for a while, but she too has a room of her own and will be in this for the next several months until she heads out to New York. And so you've embarked (laughs) on quite the DIY. I think I'm just a glutton for punishment, honestly. I, it just, I think it's like also the epitome of my ADHD where I like started something and then I was like, "Mm, well, now I got to finish it. So I bought, we had this old dresser. Uh, Mom, it was Grandma and Grandpa's, the one that had the uh, drawers where it had the little trays in it that you could slide. Okay, well, I hope she's not mad at me for what I did to it. Sorry, Mimi. Um, It's keeping us warm at night. (laughs) No, so I had, it had these older drawer pulls on it and I wanted to go for something. It's a really great shape and a really great design, but I wanted something to modernize the drawer pulls. So I bought these off Amazon and I was like, okay, three inches, like this looks right, like this should be good. Turns out they were approximately 2.87 inches, not three inches. So I had to like fill all the holes, redrill new holes, and then the drill kept smoking, so I had to keep turning over the drawer and flipping it back around until it would stop smoking. And then I was like, everything smells like fire. It was not my finest. But but now it looks lovely. It, we'll have to take a picture and send yeah. it to... Now that I run your social media, I'll put it on your Instagram. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we'll send a picture of it uh, to yes. you, Mom, and we'll show a picture on social media. And so then that has inspired a whole, a whole host of other... So then I got a new curtain rod and I was like, well, now I need new curtains. And then I wanted a new bedspread. So 
before this, we were like, let's just walk through home goods and see what we can find. And we pretty much put the whole room together in like 30 minutes. Yeah, we had 30 minutes and we found new comforter, throw pillows. Uh, we found a rug and we found curtains. <laughs> yeah, we were like, well, that was bizarrely easy. Yeah. It, it means we had the right vision. We had the right vision. Yeah. Yeah. So it has been uh, really fun to see this creative side of Grace. She is feathering her nest. Yes. And making it her own. Uh, supposedly, she's going to be doing uh, a redo of our bathroom. I'm waiting for that still. I need the capital. <laughs> Frankly, <laughs> we've told you that we would invest in the project. I know. But then that scares me because then it's your money. And so it has to be good. <laughs> if it's my money and I get peel and stick, I can just be like, oops, your problem now. But well, I need to do some real Pinterest work, too, I think. I got to get a vision. Well, and you found this thing on Target that you were so excited about. Yes. Oh, my gosh. To all my DIYers out there, <laughs> I was on Target.com because I was trying to like look for new stuff for my room. But they have this home planner app where you can literally like pick the dimensions of the room, put things together. And so really all I wanted to do was look at different bedding combinations. But I ended up redesigning an entire virtual room that was the exact dimensions of my room, including all the furniture. And it was great. I could just switch things out. I was like, okay, I need this. I need that. It was really good. It was quite fun. She was very excited. I was like, wow. It was like when you were little and you were like, look what I made. Yes, exactly. I was like, guys. But it was just my room, so. Well, it's not just your room. You're it's, right. It's, it's my temple. Your room is your is your habitat. It's True. it's your place, right? Yeah. And actually, we're going to be talking about uh, making your home a home uh, as part of the show. But first, Stacy connects. I mean, Stacyism. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what it was called. I know Eric's like, what the heck? Um, okay, my Stacyism for this week. So I. I've been having conversations with my friends. All of us have uh, children that are going through their journey and struggling in some way, shape, or form. It seems to be a universal truth out there that uh, one kid always decides to like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make you exercise muscles that you didn't even know you had. And so... The thing that I'm noticing and that I spoke with my therapist about (laughs) is that as parents, you can't stand to see your kids experience discomfort. And so as a generation, I feel like mom's generation, they didn't mind if we were uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the cars didn't have seatbelts, so that wasn't, you know. Well, I mean, they did after a while. Yeah, that's true. But generally, you know, sort of like... It it was truly the epitome of a childhood of you get what you get and you don't throw a fit, right? Right. Whereas now it's like we say you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. And then we're like, okay, but really, here's this. Or here, let me make you more comfortable. Or here, you know, we're so afraid that the boundaries, uh, it becomes really blurred because it seems like the consequences are so much greater a lot of the kids that uh, are taking different routes, it's not even just because they're the rebel. They're going through something. They're more emotionally sensitive. They need some help. Uh, they're Maybe they're neurodivergent, uh, you know, whatever it is. And, and frankly, all the kids go through it at some point. And so you see that and you're so terrified that your child is going to make a permanent decision with a temporary feeling that you do whatever you can to soften the blow. 
and it's so clear to you that, you know, they just need to do this or they should do this. And so what ends up happening is like, when are you going from supporting to enabling? True. And it is a fine line, my friends. So I don't really have uh, a Staceyism that can offer you any solace <laughs> except to say that, you know, um, discomfort, one could say it is the mother of invention. Very it true. It prompts you to figure out how to get more comfortable. So I'm working on the idea of allowing my children to sit in a space of discomfort, even when it's uncomfortable for myself. I like that. <laughs> we'll see if you do. I, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for the help with the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, Grace and I are going to be talking about the very best nest. Do you feel challenged by the thought of getting ready every day? Want to make a great first impression, but don't feel your wardrobe represents who you really are? Does the thought of trying to find great clothing that fits your body and lifestyle have you overwhelmed? Michael Bruce Image Consulting is a premier image consulting company that can help you get your style back on track. Contact them at michaelbruceimageconsulting.com or call them at 425-214-4155 and start that conversation today. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture, or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Walking your talk? Take us with you. The KKNW app makes streaming our programming easy on your phone or tablet. Hey, welcome back to Stacy Connects. I'm your host, Stacy Heller. I am joined today by Grace Heller. Hello. You may notice that there is a shared last name. That's right. Grace Purely coincidental. Is our no, it's oh. not. <laughs> I was gonna say Grace is our daughter, but that implies that Grace is Eric's and my daughter, but that's not the case. <laughs> right. No, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're at home. Oh, by the way, I did want to say, we talked about this during the break. Uh, I forgot to mention, as mom prompted when she called in, that Grace and I get our uh, decorating ability from mom. Yes. She's really quite good at it. She is. And she is able to take what you have and give it a whole new spin. And Absolutely. when you're not her daughter, it's awesome. <laughs> and when you are her daughter, it's also awesome. And sometimes you change things back. Anyway. Well. You'll do the same thing. Probably. As you should. Yeah. I mean, I actually don't know if I'll have a lot of. You'll probably bring art in, actually. is kind of what I'm banking on. <laughs> Truthfully. <Good to> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, I already started with uh, a couple of pieces of Uncle Peter's photography. Exactly. So. I mean, just a little shout out. Okay. So one of the things that uh, you and I were talking about for, or that I was talking at you for this Mm -hmm. episode, is that it seems like your general generation, uh, and I'm sort of lumping you in with like 
Annie, who just turned 27, and then Will and you and Charlie. So kind of this uh, yep. whole generation of kids. Um, more and more are coming back home to live. Yeah. Post-college. And it's very interesting because growing up, uh, my generation, we didn't really do that. Like you, you headed out into the world. Yeah. And it's a very interesting thing because there's so many different reasons now why it's happening. For instance, I was chatting with uh, a gal at the acupuncturist's office today, and she was saying that her son, who's in college, he lives at home because it's a choice between, you know, paying the tuition and, and like being able to pay it in full so that he doesn't have student debt when he gets out. Absolutely. But to pay the room and board is an additional expense that is quite significant. And they're like, OK, do you want to be debt free or do you want to live on campus? And, you know, and that's a tough decision because part of college is the experience. Right. But that's a reality. Uh, then there's kids that, you know, they're paying their own way. And again, they can't afford to do that. Um, kids are leaving college because, you know, trying to work and do school at the same time is really rough or they're going to community colleges um, more and more. There's also, uh, you know, the kids that have graduated and can't afford rent uh, with the salaries that they have. And there's a lot of kids that a four-year degree no longer guarantees you employment. Yeah. So I was like, let's, let's talk about that. Perfect. Right? Yeah. So uh, in your case, you finished up grad school and yeah. you already have a job secured in New York. Yeah. Uh, that will start in fall. However, it seemed... It seemed silly at the time. Now I feel bad for you because you basically are like wasting away to nothing, getting more and more pale and socially atrophied. But um, but to pay for rent in Boston or New York or even Connecticut uh, for you to study and, you know, not really be doing anything. Right. So it seemed like it made sense to like come home and give you the space and place to comfortably study yeah. and not have to spend the money. Um, so that you can move out once the tests are all done and you've traveled a little bit and whatever. Um, so that's your situation. Yeah. And I stand by that. Even besides like monetarily, I think I know myself well enough to know that if I were to stay in Boston, I think I would have been nowhere near as productive as I am at home just because there's so much more temptation. And even thinking about just even beyond friendships, but like I used to be like, I'm bored. I'm going to walk to Whole Foods or I'm going to go here or just walk there and everything was so accessible and now I'm like hmm if I want to go somewhere I have to drive there and then it's like okay you know it just I'm way more productive at home I just think that being away from that environment it's hard and it has a lot of downsides but I think it also has been really good for me mm -hmm. so yeah monetarily I think money's a really big thing when I talk to a lot of my friends about when they've graduated and they've decided to move home money's a huge thing and it kind of goes back to your Staceyism where a lot of them, it was actually encouraged by their parents because, you know, this whole discomfort concept and not wanting your kids to be uncomfortable and just knowing that finances are really hard right now for a lot of young people. There's mm -hmm. a lot of less, there's a lot less room for saving and a lot less room for investing. Really, a lot of people are living 
paycheck to paycheck, whatever that may mean. It may be a pretty hefty paycheck, but it's still a lot of it is going towards your living expenses and mm-hmm. depending on where you are. So a lot of it is encouraged by my peers' parents mm-hmm. and having them move home. And I also think that COVID had a really big impact on that because with working remotely, a lot of people don't even feel the need to go Either they don't have to go in the office Mm -hmm. or they're encouraged not to go into the office. And some roles are completely remote. So for them to be paying rent for a space that is in some ways unnecessary is sort of. Right. Like that makes me think of Will, where in his cohort, which is kind of the group of people that started in his rotation program where he works, like they moved for the job to be in Santa Clara proper because they were going to be going in. And now, you know, they don't go in regularly. Will works really like four days um, or three and a half days from home. And so, you know, these are folks that are like, I'm paying crazy rent in a tech area and I'm not even going in. So, yeah, yeah, it's super expensive. Yeah. So I think money has a huge impact on it because, I mean, rent is just finding a place that it's like that cross between like livable and you know financially viable is it's getting a little more skewed right now so that's been really hard I know with a lot of people and I also think that as the trend has been to stay home people feel less pressure to move out like I think that I think about even kind of Annie's generation is when that was starting a little bit like Annie was really one of few friends to move out well and remember that, remember where you are in yeah. that. Uh, what's really interesting is, first of all, it it goes to show how uh, privileged we are, yes. um, you know, and full acknowledgement of, you know, where Pete works and the opportunities that we're able to afford. So I just want to say that up front. Yeah. Uh, when Annie graduated, you know, she was kind of giving us a hard time about the fact that we were like, move out, you know, right. don't move home. And she kept saying, well, you know, all of my friends are moving home and, you know, their parents are letting them move home and everything. And we were like, uh-huh. And it will drive me insane to see you come and go and have, you know, Starbucks cups that each drink is like four bucks. And great, you're, in theory, you're saving money, but the at the expense of my money. Right. And, like, mom and dad will get the groceries and mom and dad will, like, I don't have to pay rent. And, you know, it's like it it feels like a false sense of, like, you're in a bubble reality. Right. I mean, I'm like, there are some people out there that, you know, charge their kids rent. And then at the end of the time that the kids have been staying there, if the parent can afford, then give the kid the money yeah. uh, that they've paid. Because um, I feel like there needs to be skin in the game. Yeah. And... The narrative that Annie had was like, it was very much like, oh, woe is me. Like, this is a struggle. Right. If we had to, Dad and I would have helped financially. But it's like, you got to go out and see what's out there. Yeah. And, and I feel like, I guess the the concern that I have being on this side of it is, does it stunt your maturity uh, to be at home? And yet so many people are doing it. And so I'm like, well, I don't know if 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 this is still applicable. It's a it's a really good question. And I think, honestly, it was one of my concerns about moving home was how is that going to affect, you know, my 
growth. And I think it's honestly, it's very personal. I, in my experience right now, like I think I've reverted a lot less than I thought that I would. I don't feel like I've reverted in a lot of ways. Like I, if I think about, you know, Grace from two years ago, like I hated doing other people's dishes. I was like, this is, ugh, no, like this isn't my fault. This isn't my mess. And since living with roommates, since living in the cities, like it's made a huge difference. And now I'm like, okay, like I just want this space clean. I'm going to clean it, you know? And you've noticed, like I am way more on top of kind of the household chores and mm-hmm. I participate more. So there's some ways that I think that it's been good for that. And it kind of helps me see our house. I mean, I really am trying to reframe this experience as like I'm not living at home like it's just a, a new environment for me mm-hmm. and so I I think that part of that is because I have an end like I know that I'm at, at a certain point I will no longer be at home so for me to kind of lean into it in that way and to kind of fall back into old habits is it's useless because right. I'm gonna in September I'm gonna have to pick back up and get back to the, my old like this new right. version of me anyway um, so I think it really depends on the person. I also think it depends on your home environment. I know a lot of my friends that live at home, they have a super independent relationship with their parents, always have and always will. Like they like they're like, Yeah, my parents don't really I don't really tell them when I'm leaving. Like I just leave and they don't care and it's whatever. And so I think that makes it really easy to kind of live your own life and continue to I'm too nosy. I couldn't do that. Well, that was the other thing. It's like <laughs> not even in like a oh, like strict kind of way, but no, like, like if I left the house, yeah, exactly. You're like, so what are you up to? Like, which is so fair, and that's exactly like I actually noticed that my I think my junior year of college, I was like every single time someone would leave, I'd be like, where are you going? And they were like, I'm not gonna. You're my roommate. Like, and I was like, oh, sorry. I'm <laughs> just like I'm so curious. Um, uh-huh. So it, it totally depends, I think, on the person, and I also think that college is what you make of it, really. So for me, and I think for like Annie and for Will, it was a great place to live and really immerse ourselves because, you know, I, for however confident I was, I really didn't know who I was as a friend, as a person, as a partner, any of that. And college was kind of a really good opportunity for me to explore that. But then I think for someone like Charlie, who maybe spent a little more time being introspective and reflective about himself and kind of you know was figuring out himself he does that a lot more hold up in his room (laughs) hold up in his room um like let's call it what it was yeah I so I think that he's kind of at a point where like he doesn't necessarily need that external experience in order to get the same output so I think it totally depends on who you are I think if I had moved home directly after college I think we would be in a completely different position I think you know, living in Boston, having that independent experience and then coming home was huge for me. I think mm-hmm. it's created a difference. And I think having a certain mindset about what does moving home mean to you? Is that a means to an end? Is it where you are? It, like, how are you treating that? And what are you doing during that time? Like with the Annie example, she'd be moving home with a full time job. Like she would have been starting her career right. while living at home versus for me, I'm working part-time and studying so like it's not exactly like the same dynamic like I don't I don't fully feel that independence yet but I also don't need that independence quite yet so right it's interesting it's kind of a hard it's a hard question of like how it affects people's growth because it is such like if you were to take anybody and move them home anyone will respond in a completely different way well it and it's it is very unique to each experience there is uh, I feel like 
you and Charlie, I mean, everybody face it was impacted by the pandemic, right? Definitely. Um, and it seems to have taken a toll on, um, at least in my personal circle, a lot of the males, um, the kids among my friend group. And what's hard is like Charlie, for instance, he left Santa Clara. He came home, uh, took a quarter off, and then he started now at Seattle U and is going to school. But he's basically like Monday through Friday. And then because he has a job on the weekends uh, that one could say it's equidistant to school. Mm, however, I think one should say it's equidistant to it's, school. Right. And uh, however, he comes home and it's like, oh, meals, laundry, car, car et cetera. Right. Yeah. So. um so there's that, but it seems like this when when somebody is leaving school, so now that's like the post college conversation, yep. right? Then there's the I don't know if college is right for me, you know, I don't know that I want to work for the man, getting mm-hmm. a four year degree unless it's in something very specific, you know, if you get a general studies degree anymore, it's like you might as well just plan on going and getting a master's in something. Um, it's really hard. And so these kids uh, that are choosing to stop school at some point, then it's the, okay, if they're struggling, do they come home or do you pay the rent? And these are the kinds of conversations that parents are struggling with, you know, like with what you do when you're hanging in the balance. Yeah, I think. Actually. Let's take a break here. Oh. And when we come back, this is how we create suspense. Mm, I like it. Right? I, people are just at the edge of their seat now to I find think out. Now I something better to say. Perfect. I'm giving you time. Keep listening to Stacey Connects. We'll be right back. Have you ever considered working with an image consultant or stylist, but were worried about what the experience would be like? If that sounds like you, then Michael Bruce Image Consulting is here to help. They've worked with thousands of people, and many of those individuals have shared their experiences by way of style stories. Go to michaelbruceimageconsulting.com slash style stories and check out what their delighted clients have to say about their experiences. Stacey Heller is many things, entertaining yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical, like Dr. Ruth. Stacey isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacey Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to StacyConnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Stacy Connects. I am chatting with my daughter, Grace. And we've been talking before the break about uh, kids post-college moving home, saving on saving money, saving expenses, uh, that it's it seems to be something the whole multi-generational family dynamic uh, is happening more and more. 
Uh, parents are embracing it. Uh, kids, um, young adults, adults um, are embracing it because it is a way to uh, save on rent, save up for someday, sometimes help with expenses um, for some families, right? Um, you know, it's like if you're going to pay rent, like if you're renting someplace, then help pay the rent where we are. Um, so there's that piece. Then there's the, uh, there's a lot of people out there that are deciding that maybe a traditional four-year route is not for them. And so then they're in this limbo period where, like, okay, are they going to go get a job? What are they going to do? So did you experience a big, uh, did you notice a lot of people dropping out uh, or is that part of your kind of grade, if you will, or is it younger people that there's more? I think that in my experience, it's younger people. I think that at, around my year when COVID hit, we were sophomores, but then it really sunk in like junior, senior year. And I think that for people that are my age, that were at that point in college, what I think that we got out of COVID was more so this learning and appreciating balance when you think about a career. Like a lot of people my age, we consider, you know, okay, how can our lives have some balance? We look for a hybrid experience. We look for a, okay, can I, do I have like a five o'clock end time? Like what's my vacation time looking like? And so COVID, I think, because we kind of had to sit with that and deal with a lot of like, yet everything had to slow down and shut down. People okay. are starting to realize like, okay, I, I don't want to give my all to work. Like I want to have, you know, a life. And so I think people in my age group, we kind of took the perspective of like, even if my job is mundane or whatever it is, whatever career I've chosen, that's cool with me as long as I am also able to engage in other, you know, activities. Interests and activities. Exactly. And, yep. But then I think for younger people, I think they kind of, hit COVID right at the time that you're supposed to have a chance to figure out what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So I think that it sent people in a huge spiral of like, there's no longer direction. They maybe feel like they don't really know themselves well enough to know what they want. And like you mentioned, like a four-year degree isn't even really worth as much as it maybe was a while ago. So to know that you have, you know, four years of who knows what ahead of you, I think is kind of a daunting thought, especially when you don't even know what you're passionate about. And right. again, on the other side of that, I think the passion thing is a huge mind shift. I think that whereas my age group was thinking about, okay, what's this balance like? I think that younger people are really kind of afraid of the mundane. They're not even worried about balancing it. They're kind of afraid of like, I don't I don't want my everyday to look like this. I don't right. want to be part of this. I don't want to be Amazon employee number like exactly. 4 million 732. Totally. And so I, I think that COVID hit right at a time that like they were supposed to be kind of developing the sense of like, yeah, like we're going to go to college and you figure your life out and you see what things are like and not only your interests, but also your routines. And so because that kind of all shut down and they never really got that, I think it's hard to then see the value in it now on the other side of that. Yeah. So in terms of coming home for that, I think it, again, depends on what you're struggling with. Like if you are somebody who's struggling with mental health or stress or overwhelmed, like I think that that coming home for that, as long as, again, you set up kind of those parameters for like, what is your purpose? I think that in a lot of ways, I've seen that being really successful. Mm -hmm. I know some people who are like 
took the time, came home, and then transferred like Charlie Mm -hmm. and feel much more secure where they are, feel much better, feel great about what they're doing. Um, But I also think that there's some work that has to be done on reflecting, like, do you want to even go back to school? Right. Because if the case is, if you come home and you know that you're not going to want to go back to school, then what's the point of coming home? And in that case, then, okay, fine, go out, work, figure out your passions that way, see what you can do, pay your rent, live in an apartment, get life experience. You know, if if, if life is what you want to, if you feel like college isn't the life that you want, that's fine. But then start to curate that life that you want and don't do that by living at home per se. Well, and what's interesting is that, um, you know, I think about when COVID hit Charlie, it was like junior year and then senior year. So from a social standpoint, you know, a, he's the baby of the family. And let's right. face it, babies of the family have been babied. I know I am the baby of the family. And so, you know, we tend to get like the softer ride, right? Like the parents have been worn in and they're exhausted and right. they're like, whatever. So there's that. Then there's like with the whole COVID thing, um, I think this generation of kids didn't have to go out and have social situations that taught them about like, as you say, choice and like their interests, you know, they couldn't go really pursue their interests. They couldn't go figure out, you know, you couldn't go to, um, you know, clubs after school or necessarily play sports or it was very limited in how you could do it. And so not being able to pursue any of that it gave kids so much time to go on the internet. And Charlie's been on the show talking about the detriment that having unlimited access to the internet yeah. did for him. Well, and I also think that with that, it creates an isolation. And so a lot of these younger people, they see themselves really as just themselves. Whereas people in like myself and my peers, like I see myself as part of a greater unit. I see myself, I saw myself as the, you know, class of 2022. And then I saw myself as a cohort of accounting students. And now I see myself as a group of people who are studying for the CPA exam. So I have this, me, myself and a lot of people I know, we have kind of this group mentality of like this identity, our identifier is something that we belong to. And so I think that having, missing out on those years of, you know, forming those relationships and forming that group sensibility I think that you create this more isolated sense of self and then that creates a lot of discomfort in what do you do from here because you feel very much more alone and it's like you have to be fulfilled interesting independently wow you're really smart thank you I try (laughs) yeah I don't think you do which is I think why you're smart um What's interesting about that is I've had conversations with people in the past. Uh, uh, Amy Harrison has a show where she shares her experience and journey with addiction uh, and recovery. Greg Kuyper, he's talked about that. Um, And consistently, the thing that people talk about if they're on any kind of a recovery journey is how, like, the, the, uh, the way to treat addiction is through community, right? Yeah. And so it's a really interesting thing that a lot of the kids that are having mental health issues lost the connection with community totally. and now are really struggling with that. Yeah. And it's it's true because I even think about, like, in my day-to-day, I, like, 
don't like if I have a bad day at work, I know that I can just turn to my friend or say, hey, coworker, let's get drinks or whatever it is. And so I use my community as a source of relief or comfort or just like joy, contentness, whatever. But I think that for a lot of these people that are struggling at this age, they've they've lost that sense of community and they may not even have a community to even lean on, whether they, you know, whether they feel it or not, it just may not be there. They didn't get to curate that. They didn't get to develop that. And so I think that that creates a lot of issues and it, yeah. it, it can be really easy then to feel like, okay, I'm going to go to a four year institution. If I'm going to be like alone for these four years and sit with my thoughts and come well, out of it, good. I know, right? Like I, I can't even do that for like a, a day. So right. it never ends. It well. never ends well. It ends with a call to the therapist. Exactly. Well, and I think about what Charlie has shared, uh, even with his uh, housing assignment. Right. Yeah. So he's essentially in like a, a suite or a double where it's, you know, two doubles and his roommates and he don't really interact that much. Now, granted, he came in at second quarter. Right. Um, but it's not like they don't get along because they don't have similar interests or, you know, they aren't nice or anything like that. He's like, yeah, they're all they're all super nice, whatever. But it doesn't seem like things are active. Like, yeah, like they do stuff. Um, so, you know, that's a huge shift. Well, and I'd be curious to know if there are, you know, like. RA events like I think about my freshman year and my sophomore year where I was living in dorms and so much of our time was like oh you know like there's going to be this RA event and there's free pizza and everybody come to like the lounge and we'll all hang out and we'll talk about this or like we would go and we would pop in and say hi to the RAs you, you there's just reasons to kind of come together I think they do that but I feel but like I think with COVID they were all no but I think they were all virtual they couldn't host mm. any first of all some campuses weren't even you know, in person. Right. But for those that were, they couldn't really host any large gatherings. And so you would have these like, okay, tune into our Zoom to talk about mental health. And it's like, well, that's not right. engaging. Like, that's not let like... Let me tune out. Yeah, let me tune out because I'm depressed. Right. So I think that like the, the living arrangements, like I, I think that's an interesting... And I also don't know if that's like a gender thing too. Like I... Yeah. Girls versus guys, I don't know. But I think it's an interesting... Like, that, that sense of community, I think, has been lost. Yeah. Well, and it seems like they, like, there's a a lack of inherent trust in, like, together activities. Right. You know, it's sort of like, uh, you know, and rather than just going with it and being like, all right, let's do this icebreaker event and, yeah. you know, whatever, um, there's that inherent, like, all right, what are you trying to sell me? I'm not buying it. Yeah. Well, and that's always been there, but free food was always a really good sweetener <laughs> for myself. Well, and it goes back to the discomfort thing. A yeah. lot of, uh, you know, people that have been stuck at home, they can get free food at home. Right. Like, like that no longer is like for me, I'm like, I'm going to the dining hall eating like a chicken breast every day. And I'm like, you got pizza? I'm in. <laughs> right. But, you know. Yeah. You're it's... like, oh, I had pork chops last night. You're like, okay, well. Right. Bummer. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's such an interesting thing because, you know, as I said, generationally, uh, even the difference between Annie at 27 and Charlie at 20, yeah. uh, you know, how people are choosing to do that. The fact that more and more it is what uh, young people are choosing to do. 
that parents are embracing it. You know, I'm like, am I missing a sensitivity chip that I am like, I love you all and I love when you come home. And also, get out. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think that you're missing. I mean, I think that it's just it's just the, a weird kind of way the world's reverting. Like, it's just such a... Logically, it doesn't make sense. Like, it was such like a everyone moves out and then to now kind of be falling back into this. It is a bizarre kind of... It's a pendulum swing. And, yeah. you know, I'm sure that somewhere in the middle is the right place, right? Yeah. Um, you know, like saying good riddance to your kids is not really healthy. Right. And, you know, and yet at the same time, uh, being afraid to uh, allow any discomfort is probably not healthy either. Yeah. You know, I, I keep telling myself this, that when I have to make choices and, uh, you know, especially with Charlie, who's still in college and, you know, make things more uncomfortable for him. Because, as I said, in my Staceyism, uh, if he's feeling uncomfortable, then he might be motivated to do something about it. Right. Well, and to feel uncomfortable in the place that you do have the strongest safety net is huge. You know, so he should this is the time for him to be going out and doing things that make him uncomfortable and pushing his own boundaries and, you know, testing his own envelope, because at the end of the day, he has that support. And it's, you know, it's only going to get harder after this. So for him to be able to, you know, do some test runs is Mm -hmm. would be good. In some ways. Yeah, it's so interesting. It's so, so interesting. Uh, You know, the world is changing faster than I can keep up with it, faster than I can keep up with the gossip of the perfect match, faster than I can keep up with who's the most followed Instagram person. Who is it? Is it still Selena? I think it's still Selena Gomez. Yeah. Well, because a lot of people. Now, this is the other thing. Oh, you got like, you've got two whole minutes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So. (laughs) (laughs) You're wasting time. I know. Well, okay. So Selena Gomez overtook. Kylie Jenner is the most followed person. And now everybody's unfollowing Haley Bieber, who she was never in the running, let's be honest. But like J-Lo unfollowed her, Harry Styles unfollowed her, like a lot of big names because she has this very mean girl behavior towards Selena Gomez, which is just weird because I'm like... Well, it's because her husband dated her. Yeah, but like... But like even that sentence alone, her husband dated... You know, like that should mean something. So... Clearly, he chose her. Clearly. But it is, the other tea about it is he, Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez were together for a, like, they were celebrated Valentine's Day together, and then two months later, he was engaged to now Haley Bieber. You heard it here So everyone's a little suspicious Mm. about a two-month dating period, but whatever. That's none of my business. Thanks for being my guest. (laughs) Thanks for having me. I always learn so much from you, Uh, truly, not even... Not even kidding or anything. Oh, my God. I know. I actually mean that. Uh, do you have anything that you want people to follow you on that you want to share? Um, I mean, like, you can follow my Instagram. You can follow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Just keep me in your thoughts. Send me good vibes. There you go. About this exam. Send money. <laughs> Send money. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great week. Stay connected. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Grace. Thanks, Mom, for calling in. And thanks, ladies of Penswood for listening.